The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about landing pages for lead generation. That always reminds me of that song, Feel the... Feel, Feel the, the lead generation. That's the one. That one. That's what I always think of that whenever anyone says the word lead generation. That that's what happens inside my head. Just you know, I've switched off from the rest of your conversation just to sing that song again. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into this episode, um, there's something we'd love to give you totally for free because we're nice chaps and we want your email address. Um, so uh, it's a free report called Click Tricks. One of the most important things when it comes to all areas of email marketing is getting more people to click on the links in your emails because if they don't click on the links in your emails, they can't look at the pages while you sell while you sell them stuff and they can't buy it. So we put together this really cool report. It's one of my favorite things we've created. It's called Click Tricks. It's basically got 12 really creative ways to get more clicks from every email that you send. Uh, all you can do to grab it is just go to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash tricks. Join our email list so that we can do the things we teach you and you can um, on you and you can get the free report. It's really good. Emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash tricks. He has been to two football matches in his life. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. Lads, lads, lads. And finally, he has a celebrity crush, Tristan Mays. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. Celebrities always have cool names, don't they? You rarely, rarely, sometimes, you rarely get like, you know, Derek Jones. Tristan Mays, what a celebrity sounding name. Who is Tristan Mays? Because she's not a celebrity. Tristan Mays, I only, I've never, I've never really been into celebrities, right? I've never really thought a celebrity was massively attractive. And then she's in the TV reboot of MacGyver, and she's just the most beautiful looking woman I've ever seen in my life. Well, there you go. If she's listening. There you go. There you go. If she's listening. At the ripe old age of 39, that's the first time I've ever gone. Hello. Who's listening? A heart of all of what they're in the car right now. Oh, I mean, I bet you can't even believe she's been mentioned on the email marketing show. She's she really made it now. She's too busy thinking about the launch of our next TV show. <laughs> the email campaign she's going to use, right? <laughs> um, two football matches. There's two more football matches than I've ever been to. Have you never been to one? No, I've been. The, the closer to a football match I've been to was standing in that bar. Oh, on my on birthday. birthday. On your birthday. What was that bar called? That night, uh, Colonel Porter's. Colonel Porter's, and uh, with cocktails, so I used to drink then, uh, with cocktails, and it was like Newcastle, no, England. England were playing the, and I said Newcastle playing the World Cup. <laughs> England yeah, my were playing the falls World on the World Cup, usually. Yeah. When, yeah. when there is a so World Cup. So why have you been to two in real life? Me and my stepmom, Sylvia, took me dad to see uh, the one of the last matches at the Roker Park Stadium before that got demolished and turned into affordable housing. <laughs> And um, the, one of the fir- one of the first games, if not the first game, at the stadium of like the new one when that got built, and uh, yeah, just because just as a thing, as a sort of Sun- a Sunderland history thing, uh, to say that we'd so, done cause it because you know your fa- your family's from Sunderland a lot mostly, and and um, you were brought up there a lot, and I guess yeah, yeah it's it, nice it was an iconic stadium, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly, and. I mean, my dad, he doesn't like football, but he doesn't hate it either. He's not like, you know, he, he'll, he'll probably watch it if it was on the telly, but wouldn't go out of his way to buy a season ticket. Uh, and right. I have to say, I don't like it on the telly that much, but when unless it's England, I'm happy to watch that because it's just sort of, sort of, you get behind the country, don't you? But mm-hmm. I think the... Um, I think the there's something about watching a game live where if somebody said, I've got tickets, and I'm, what are you doing on Saturday? And I wasn't doing anything. 
I would actually go for the sort of the atmosphere and just as a one-off occasional thing. I wouldn't buy a ticket, but like, is it quite theatrical? Like, does it feel like theatre? Yeah, sort of. And you just sort of get swept up into the into the. You do get. I mean, I'm not like leaping on the chair, throwing the person next to me in the air, whipping my shirt over my head or anything like that. But there is like, there's definitely you definitely get caught up in the emotion of it all. That's good. It's good. It's good. Anyway, I still don't anyway, know what your side week- rule is. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't even know what the B side rule is. <laughs> anyway, every week on this show, we show you how to make more sales and earn more money from your email subscribers. We talk about email marketing strategy, psychology, tactics, and we share with you what's working right now to make more sales online, making you the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. <sighs> Make sure that you hit subscribe on your podcast player so that you hear about new episodes. I've said it before and I'll say it again. That sound effect has definitely got longer. <laughs> it's very weird. Anyway. Every, every week I'm extending it a little bit. You know, like on the twits where he was making a, when he was making a, um, a, a her, her uh, walking stick longer by adding more to it so she thought <laughs> oh, she was yeah. shrunk. I'm doing, I'm doing that with the heavenly choir uh, sound effect there as I make it a little bit longer. So by the end of it, it'll be 35 minutes of choral. Roald Dahl was a genius, wasn't he? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Do you really need to collect? Do, do you need a landing page? Let's talk about what landing pages do, uh, what they're for. Obviously, landing page. Now, first of all, I just want to say this because I'm very annoyed. Very annoyed about this. Uh, like the word <laughs> landing page has been screwed around a little bit. For me, I've always thought of a landing page as like a quick uh, lead capture, lead gen thing. You drive people to it and it captures the, the lead. But I've realized recently, far too recently, that for ages now, a bunch of people have been teaching the word landing page to mean any page that somebody can land on for the first time. In other words, that could be a sales page. Do you know, I think that's Google's fault. I think within Google Analytics, the last time I looked at it, which was back in the whatever the last version, not the GA4, Universal um, days. I think they had like landing pages as one of their criteria. So people have probably got it from them. So I'm going to blame Google, rightly or wrongly. So I've had people I say, think- things, we've had people ask questions like, should I drive my emails to my email list when they click on the link? Should I drive them to the landing page? And I'm like, no, no, you've already got their email address. Sell them, sell them to the sales page. And I'm like, what's the sales page? Like, it's the page where you sell the thing. They go, oh, the landing page. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. Yeah, so but- I think I think let's scrap the word landing page and let's talk about instead- Opt-in page. Uh, what we really mean. For me, I think we're going to talk in this episode about opt-in, registration. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of page where there is no menu along the top. It's not like, this is my website. What, what we're talking about, just about all on the same page. You know, we might all have side variations of this. For me, my definition, what we're talking about today is the page you get to. The only thing you can do is put your details into a form to either, well, to register for something for free. Yeah, if it's a will... sales page, I'm going to call that a sales page. If you can buy something, it's a sales page. For me, landing page, this is a lead collection, lead capture page. That's all this is doing. This is getting me... Now, the reason they give you their email address can be wide and varied. It could be for a free class that you're going to run, a webinar, a masterclass, however you want to dress that up, which is a reason to get in your email address, uh, to get in your email list. It could be to take part in your quiz. It could be to download that free report, get a lead magnet, get your freebie, get your access to your, your, your short video training. 
It could be any of those things. But it's the for me, it's the free lead capture landing. What used to be in the day, back in the day, used to be called a squeeze page. Which I still love that word, even though it's a crap term. I still like it. Opt-in page, squeeze I think it, page. I think it's in the capture. same book at the shit terms as tripwire. Tripwire, aggressive. Squeeze page, aggressive. It's a, yeah, squeeze page is a bit threatening, isn't it? Give us your email address or I'm going to kill you, Grant. Yeah, I'm going to squeeze it out of you. Yeah, exactly. So I think that... First of all, let's talk about like where they fit, why you need one. So we've we've sort of covered the fact this is a lead capture thing, right? So this is somebody who's not already on your list and they're going to come along and they're going to join your list. One thing we address quite a bit with our members and students on our on our Q&A, Q&A calls and that kind of thing is people will say, oh, you know, I've made this new lead magnet. It's called, you know, three ways to arrange flowers. Should I send it to my... Um, should I send it to, you know, how, what campaign can I use to send it to my email subscribers? And we're like, don't. <laughs> that you've got, so I think there's, it, it, it's fallen down the hole of people thinking I need to constantly give, quotes, value to my list. And one way of giving value to them is send them that valuable new lead magnet I just made. But there's specific ways to give value to your, your subscribers, which we talk about in a million other episodes and will do in the future, I'm sure. For me, the, the one of the things that lead magnets really have to do with one exception, which I'll come on to a second, is to really sit at the very, very start of somebody's journey with you into becoming a customer. That is how you get them on your list in the first place. And once you've got them, you can ignore all lead magnets almost for that person. The only exception to that is that if you're doing like a if you're doing like a product launch of some description and there's like a waiting list or there's a thing you want them to read in advance of the launch and join the waiting. If there's some specific reason to get them to go and resubmit their email address, I think that's that's valued, valuable and worthwhile. As opposed to an example of that might be to do segmentation. So you might right. want people to go and complete a survey or an application form. And or, I don't just hey, want them to I've made link. this resource because it, it actually if, even if it's a PDF, it could be. Hey, I, I wanna, I've got this free resource. Let's say it's a PDF about X, Y, Z thing, and you know that the people who go and make the effort of not just clicking because they're manly curious, but take the effort to put their name and email address in again. You might want to pass the name and email address into that, by the way, so that they can't bloody change it and mess up your segmentation, your email list. But anyway, when they click the link, it's already in there, but they click and they download it. You now know people who have raised their hand to say, I'm interested in that sub-genre. If you're having a slight change in direction with something, if you're wanting to pre-qualify people for something, you can even do it with information about an offer. Yeah. So for example, we have an accelerator program, right? Which is a higher ticket, much more intensive, really high high caliber program. So we could have a PDF, which was all the details of what's included in our accelerator program. Rather than just sending it to everyone in the list, we probably would never do that. We could say, hey, we've just put a PDF together or a Google Doc or something. That's probably more our style. A pamphlet, right? Probably put a Google Doc together, honestly, um, which out- outlines it. And we say, hey, if you want to go and find out about what's involved in our accelerator program, because we're about to open the doors again, you can go and register and get access to it here. Now, people would go from the outside, well, I'm already on your email list. Why am I giving you an email address again? The truth is we want to add a little hoop to jump through. We want to put a little bit of resistance in just to get people to extra qualify themselves. So now we know they know the information. They've got the information. So yeah, that that is an exception to that. And at that point, that is, uh, that's, that's serving a different purpose, right? That's serving, that's that's not a lead magnet. That's serving a marketing collateral purpose. So it's a sort of different thing. So that's why we're okay with that. But generally speaking, we think of lead magnets at the start of your business and at the start of somebody's journey with somebody with you, and they're going to opt in. Um, one of the things that you then for that will therefore need that for, 
it's not a sentence. One of the things you'll that need. Was, that was good. You're a really clear communicator. One of the things you'll need they need that therefore now there now is to take that and be able to put it in things. So put it in Facebook oh groups. Put it, that was a train wreck. That was intentional. On the social media, you want to be able to like read it out when you're doing podcast interviews. Uh, you want to yeah. be able to mention it when you're doing live speaking engagements. Yeah, you, you want to be able to have it everywhere so that what's happening is you aren't sending people to mywebsite.com, you know, HTTPS colon slash slash triple W dot mywebsite.com. And then when they get there, <laughs> There's a million rabbit holes for them to fall down. They can look at other things. Like you just, you need somewhere. And this is, you know, one of the big shifts in even, even businesses, not like I was doing this, you know, like main street, high street businesses are now seeing the value. People who advertise on TV are doing this. In sending somebody to a thing where there's not much they can do really other than opt in and end up in a funnel of things that direct their attention down a path of page after page after page, event after event, thing after thing, uh, asset after asset that's going to drive them down a particular thing. Now, one of the things that is worth bearing in mind is that you do have to go to quite a lot of effort and should go to quite a lot of effort for something that is is free. So you should focus on making the thing seem really valuable. You should focus on making sure people feel like it's actually going to do something for them because, uh, well, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, people have much higher value in their email address than you might think. So getting it's a currency. To- I think of it as a currency. You know, when we're putting something together, you think that it's not free, that the currency is their personal data, a way to directly communicate with that person on their phone, which is where they're going to read your emails, your their personal phone, your personal messages on their phone. I mean, that's that's valuable. Especially when, like us, you are really focused on making sure people don't just think that they're opting in to get a free thing and then they'll never hear from you again. But like, you're actually like, we are threatening to send you emails every day for the rest of your life until you unsubscribe when you join our list. And therefore, like, there is a, there is a commitment there. There is, even though people can unsubscribe at any point, there is still a thing where people know they're joining an email list. And the truth is, there's enough there's enough dirty people in the world who don't who make either unsubscribing impossible, difficult, or if you do unsubscribe, they just copy you across to another email list and start emailing you again. Those people sadly do exist because they haven't seen they haven't they've, they've sort of seen email marketing as an opportunity <laughs> um, to like just sort of you know do things wrong uh, and make a lot of money. But that's an interesting thing. One of the things that I think is is an interesting thing that I've always done is I, whenever I'm putting anything together and then referring to it in landing pages or copy or ads or emails or whatever, I never talk about, uh, and this is just a really subtle shift, but I think it's cool. People will say, let's imagine they've got a free ebook or a free workbook or a free report or a free whatever. I actually, and there's an little bit of copy that would say something, you know, free report reveals and then big headline about what the free report reveals or whatever, uh, or get this free report. I never, ever say those words. I always say you can get a totally free copy over here. The, the The implication is the difference between I created this thing, it's free, I'm giving it away, to I created this thing and right now I'm going to give it to you for free. It's the difference between... Yes, it's not a free thing. It's a no. thing that you're getting for free. Right, and that is such an important distinction uh, from a copywriting perspective to make people want the thing more and see the value in it more. You don't have to put a price on it. You don't have to say it's, although you can, we'll talk about that. You don't have to say it's on sale over here for, although again, you can. But I just like the the, the difference between free books. So, so, so where do you, where's your line with that? So for example, would you say, rather than just have to be get your free copy, could you say, get my book for free? Are you okay with that? Yeah, yeah. So it's not get my free book because the it's not a free book. No, it's your book that they're getting for free. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know, when we mentioned click tricks earlier in this episode, we do the same thing. You can get it totally for free, just heading over to it. We didn't say we've created a free resource for you. You're going to love it. We've got loads of free resources, free, 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 for two reasons. One, we don't want to train people to think free, but also that's that's the smaller part of this. The bigger part of this for me is to increase the value of the thing just by just by association, just by assumption um, that, oh, I, I've got this thing and it is free. It's rare that you, you know, whenever, whenever anyone says, oh, I've written a book about whatever, it's the, the, your first thought would not be, oh, I bet that's free. Your first re- re- thought would be, I bet that's twelve ninety five on Amazon or, you know, more on yeah. Kindle for some weird reason. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your first thought is never, I bet their book is free, right? But, but because of, because you come into it thinking, I created a lead magnet to be a lead magnet. It's only got three pages in it and therefore it's definitely going to be free and perceived as free. I think if you just put in your own head, just go, Somebody should pay 12 bucks for that. I'm never going to charge it, but people should. somebody should pay $12 for that or $19 for that or $9 for that, whatever, and then just Im- immediately switch your entire mental state to, but I'm just going to give this away for free because it's really good. I think that that increases the value of it. Now, to go even further than that, just one cool idea that we've, de- we've done and tested and liked it, but it's just a lot of effort, so we usually don't. But if you can and it works and it's not a big distraction, it's a cool thing, is to be able to actually have that thing for sale somewhere so that on the landing page you can even say, I can't remember who, who I heard this from for the first time, but anyway, you could you could actually go, this is on sale for $15 over there, but you can get it totally for free here. And actually, I think my, I think I might be mis, misattributing this completely, but I think somebody like our pal Neil Merton from Convertry, I think tested it and actually had people click from the landing page to the sales page and buy the thing for $15 instead of opting in for it for free. Go figure. I think it was Neil, but somebody like that. Anyway, so I think that's that's another thing you can do. So I think it is important that you go all the, all the way to the effort of selling the thing, even though it is free, is my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. So let's take a look at this actual landing page itself and what do we think is important to have on there. I think one of the big mistakes I, I see is people have the logo for the thing massive at the top and this is usually this is one of the bits of feedback i give to designers that we've worked with over the years on every sales page landing page everything ever that they start off with the logo of the thing at the top and it's because they're usually if they've designed the logo they're really proud of it and because they're from like a background of designing things looking pretty they want that they think that's important but of course the message is more important so make the logo if you want to have it branded so it looks like it's you know professional and it looks high value if that's your style have the logo at the top but just have it a bit smaller so that the thing that's really really grabbing people by the eyeballs is going to be the headline the promise the thing that it's going to do so one of the things that i want you to think about when you're designing these landing pages is what how are we leading the person's eyes right and again it's another bit of feedback i give all the time on landing pages as they come into us is this is like i i don't know everything's competing that's what i use it everything's competing for my attention i need you to tell me this is the most important thing because it's the biggest and the boldest then i need you to say now read this now read this, now read that, right? So make sure there's nothing really competing. The next thing is make sure it's really clear what it is that they are going to get, right? So get your free copy of my book, right? Or lead with the, the promise. So, um, get, you know, lose 30 stone in 20, 24 hours. Learn the, learn my secret method Within your, with your free copy of my new book, the blah, blah, blah book. So make it really, really clear what it is. Not just that, uh, not just the benefit, 
but the actual media. So if it's not a book, if it's a PDF, instant download, if it's a if it's a, a short video, tell them and be as specific as you possibly can. Specificity is the thing when we're critiquing copy that we give feedback on most of the time more than anything specificity and proof actually so the thing when i'm writing so we we get all of our any copy that we have written or we write as, as a team in in rounds it gets written into a google doc and then we use the suggestions feature in google docs to to give feedback to each other and the thing that i write more than ever is have you got proof for this have you got proof for this have you got proof for that and the other one is this is too vague. Can you make it more specific? So rather than saying something is better or something is quieter, how can you be specific? Like how quiet is this new stand-up desk that you're trying to sell? How quiet is the motor in that? Well, it's so quiet that what? It's quieter than what? Tell me the specifics of it. You can do a podcast and they wouldn't hear. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Didn't or actually hear that. So actually, I've just written the sales letter for your fancy desk. There you go. There you go. There you go. So get get really specific. So tell them that it's a 26-page instant download or it's a 12-minute, 32-second video train. When you do that, you're building up a really true picture of what this thing is, and they get to decide, have I got time for that? And also... Is it going to be good enough? Because one of the resistances people have with things that are free is they think they're going to be shit. They think they're going to be brief. They're going to be shit. So if you can position it as, well, it's free, but it's a 260 word, 260 word, 260 page book. Hang on. That's a full book. It's not like a sales page I'm going to end up on, which is going to just tell me to buy a thing right? So make sure that you tell them, you know, how quickly, and then also share with them if you can, how quickly they're going to be able to see some kind of result from, whether that's they're going to have the framework or they're going to have the plan or they're going to be able to do something. So you're going to, you know, if it's like a cheat sheet, like we have a, it's not free, but we have a, a thing called batch it crazy, which is a, a batch, a batching method for writing lots of emails really, really quick. So by the end of 90 minutes, you will have 365 ideas for your emails. That's what you'll have. You'll have 365 email ideas done, done, written your own unique ones, right? So that's what you'll have done. Or by the end of this quiz, you're going to understand this, right? So what's the outcome for them? So be really specific about what it is and what it does for them. That specificity is really super important. That's copywriting 101, but it's one of those things you'd be amazed at how many even professional copywriters don't get that right as they're getting churned up in the actual words. Yeah, for sure. That's the first bit. The next thing I want to do is really talk about continuing to hear from us, I guess, from the beginning. Yeah, so one of the things that I think is important is to, from from as quickly as possible, to set up the belief that I'm joining an email newsletter. And actually, it's one of the places where this really comes in with this idea of the of get a free copy versus a free book. If the thing is genuinely free, why is it just not on the internet for me to download? Whereas if you can effectively be honest about the fact that I'm going to give you this free copy in exchange for your email address and joining my newsletter, then that's really great. A couple of ways you can do that. You can either say, join my newsletter and get free copy of thing or you can say get free copy of thing when you join my newsletter i think what i would do is basically test that but and, and see whichever one fits fits in your mouth better so to speak but then have like a subheading or a bit of body copy above the opt-in box or near the opt-in box around it that says when you join today when you sorry when you join my newsletter today i'll send you a free a free copy of whatever it's called and you will continue and and a daily or whatever email hint tip story idea or piece of inspiration to help you with your 
whatever it is that you do. So you get a free copy of our amazing report, Click Tricks, today when you join our email, our daily email newsletter for daily hints, tips, ideas, stories, and inspiration. And we want to make sure, again, the, the, the days of tricking people onto your email list by getting them to opt in for a thing and then finding out they're on your list later are long gone. And if you're clinging to that because you're frightened of the idea of people joining your newsletter, you need to have more belief in your newsletter, in your email list. I think the, the, the we live in a world now where people generally know this anyway even in non-B2B, in B2C niches, like consumers know this is a thing now and give them the choice as to whether they want to be on your email list or not. As in they can unsubscribe if they want to, don't try and hide it. So because they can unsubscribe anyway, just make it very clear, make it transparent. You'll get fewer people opting in, but the people who do opt in will be higher quality. You'll have way less. It's much better to filter them out then than to let them get clogged up in your deliverability management of engaging and, you know, deleting people who haven't engaged and all of that stuff or annoyed with you. Um, So just make it obvious on the page, make it clear. But make it a good thing. Yeah, really sell the benefit of that. Like being on your list is really going to help them because you're going to tell them about stuff that's going to help them solve that problem even even more and even faster, you know? Make sure that the um, the actual button and the call to action is really bold as well. Don't hide it subtly within the design. Like if the rest of your design is like all like nice shades of blue, make the button that, sub- that says, yes, I want to join, I want this now. Make that bright green, make it bright pink make it br- make it purple whatever really show that uh, that button so it draws everyone's eyes to it remember when someone gets to your website and your to your landing page in particular you need to control people's attention you need to control people's eyes and how and their and their readership of, of the thing right other things you can include on these pages i would test these things is social proof as well like usually below the fold like below the scroll further down in case people are looking for uh, no another reason to like oh should i get this should i not if you've got some nice testimonials and some written things that people have said about your free thing it adds this builds on the belief that actually this is not a shitty free thing this is a really good thing and people have have had value from it one of the things i've seen quite a lot and i really like and in fact i've never thought about it till this moment but you could actually automate this by using one of our heroes and i now can't think which one it is uh it's the let me just think that through for a second anyway basically it's the thing where it says join uh, fifty two thousand six hundred and three other people who subscribe to you could use my scarcity hero for that. Scarcity hero, basically with scarcity hero, uh, which our members have, you could basically have this so that when they land on the landing page, it there's that sentence is there, and in front of their eyes at a speed really super fast, it counts up to fifty thousand two hundred sixty members or whatever subscribers you've got or whatever, um, in front of them as like a bit of social proof but i think one of the things that's interesting about it is that that number doesn't have to be as high as you think it is in order for you to use that that tactic don't think well i haven't got fifty thousand people and i've only ever pe- seen people who've got fifty thousand subscribers using this strategy i think if you've got a few hundred or a couple of thousand subscribers on your email list then you've got enough to make that number worthwhile because that number is only small in your head because you're comparing it in context to people you've seen who've got millions of people on their lists and remember that people um, will see that number in different ways. Some people will go, if that number is really small, let's say that number is 50, right? And they get there, they go, oh, this is great. This is a really intimate group of people and I, and I really matter. I'm not just part of a, a list of 200,000 people. Yeah, It has its own benefit is what I'm saying, right? It has its own benefit, yeah. whether that number is big or that number is small, right? So that's what we really want to have 
for your lead magnet page. And think about what you want to do with people next, right? And once people have opted in, you can offer them some kind of what was called a tripwire offer. If you are a member of our programs, you'll know we have a, um, it's the day of forgetting the names of things today, Rob. Um, We have a thing called the Encore Campaign, that's what it's called, which you could use, which is a really reverse psychology way of doing a tripwire offer. It actually involves pretty much not selling things straight away uh, and foreshadowing the sale. But uh, we could, uh, if you're a member uh, of our programs, you'll understand that. Go check out the Encore campaign inside your members area. So um, these are just really important things to do with your, 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 your landing page. The final thing I do want to talk about is what you should ask for when people join your email list. So the age-old adage is true of the less information you ask for somebody in exchange for the free thing, the more people you're going to have joining your email list. That said, quizzes really fly in the face of that because you're asking people to engage highly about it. But the reason quizzes work is because you're usually asking information that they can see how it's going to benefit them and what it's going to do. Whereas if on your opt-in form, it just said, hey, what's your name? What's your email address? What's your phone number and your physical address? If you haven't got a really good reason for needing their phone number and physical address, people are unlikely to fill it in. They're like, okay, how are you going to use that? Because I don't see a benefit to me right now. Whereas if it's a physical thing you're going to share share with people, you're going to send out a a free copy of your book, you're going to need their physical address. That makes sense right? So just make sure that there's a good reason for the information you request. Again, if you're in, for example, the fitness space, the weight loss space, you might ask the person to select their their biological gender, for example, because again, to do with people's biological makeup, people lose weight or stuff, I, I, I guess, in different ways. So again, that makes sense. Make sure it's congruent. Ask for as little information as possible. Cool. Awesome. I think that's everything on that. We're going to go into this week's Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. This one is quick. Hide the sweets. Uh, this is about my hatred for Halloween and people who kids who come around trick or treat and asking for sweets. I just can't be bothered with it. It's all the up and down all the time. Setting the dog off. I can't trigger in the dog. Can't be what's bothered. The, what's with the bar humbug of Halloween? Yeah, that's basically what my opening line in the sentence of the email was. <laughs> uh, it was, what is the bar humbug of the Halloween season? I'm that, whatever oh, that really? is. Oh, really? There you go. I must have Hallow- subconsciously taken that in when I read it. There you go. A Halloween <laughs> Grinch. Uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was my email. Quick, hide the sweets. I love it. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. That was a really interesting discussion. Actually, we rarely talk about this fundamental stuff of what should be on these lead capture pages. That's another word for them, lead capture pages. There's so many words for these squeeze pages, opt-in pages. It's sort of become second nature, isn't it? Like you and I would just, either of us could just go off and make a landing page in the business. And largely speaking, the content of it would be similar. Yeah, very similar. Awesome. I hope you've enjoyed this show. We've really enjoyed it. We love sitting down and making this for every week. So please do hit subscribe in your podcast player. We do have a new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Um, So hit subscribe. That means the new episodes download to your device, which means you don't miss out on any of these little nuggets, either of these two nuggets. And we'll see you next week.